Welcome to True Crime and Horror. I'm your host, Penson Lee Lewis, and today I will be covering the story of Christopher Dutz, also known as Dr. Death. Christopher Daniel Dutch was born April 3, 1971. Is a former American neurosurgeon who has been nicknamed Dr. D or Dr. Death for gross malpractice resulting in the maiming of several patients' spines and two deaths while working at hospitals in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. Dutch was accused of injuring 33 out of 38 patients in less than two years before his license was revoked by the Texas Medical Board in 2017. He was convicted of mainly one of his patients and sentenced to life imprisonment. Christopher Dutch was born in Montana and spent most of his youth in Memphis, Tennessee. His father, Donald, was a physical therapist and Christian missionary, and his mother, Susan, was a school teacher. He is a graduate of Christian school in the Cordova suburb of Memphis, where he starred in football. Dutz initially attended Mississippi College to pay to play Division College football and later transferred to Division Colorado State University. Former teammates later said, while Dutch trained hard, he lacked talent at the game. Dutch returned home to attend Memphis State University, which is now the University of Memphis. Having exhausted his football eligibility, Dutch decided to switch to a career in medicine. Dutch completed his undergraduate degree in 1995, then continued on to an ambitious MD-PhD program. In 2010, he completed the MD-PhD in neurosurgery residency programs at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center and completed a spine fellowship program at the Murphy Clinic in Memphis. Dutch completed his residency having participated in fewer than 100 surgeries. Typically, neurosurgery residents participate in over 1,000 surgeries in the course of their residency. He was suspected of being under the influence of cocaine while operating during his fourth year of residency training and was sent to a program. He remained there for several months before being allowed to return to the residency. Several of his friends recalled him going to work after a night of doing drugs, with one of them saying he would never allow Dutch to operate on him. While in Memphis, Dutch began a long-term relationship with Wendy Renee Young. They have two, two sons. Initially, Dutch focused heavily on the PhD half of his degree. His name appeared on several papers and patents, and he took part in a number of startups. However, by the time he met Randy Young, Dutch was over $500,000 in debt. He, re- he decided to turn to neurosurgery, which can be relective fill. In 2010, Dutch moved to Dallas. He persuaded Young to come with him. Young agreed since she had grown up in the Dallas area. 
Upon applying for work, he looked extremely qualified on paper. He had spent a total of 15 years in training medical school, residency, and fellowship. And his curriculum was 12 single-spaced pages. Dutch also claimed to have graduated from St. Jude Children's Research Hospital with a doctorate in microbiology, a program that the hospital did not offer at the time he allegedly attended. Dutch joined Baylor Regional Medical Center at Plano, now Baylor Scott and White Medical Center, as a invasive spine surgeon with a salary of $600,000 per year plus bonuses. Early in his tenure at Baylor Plano, Dutch made a poor impression on his fellow surgeons. Veteran vascular surgeon Randall Kirby recalled that Dutch frequently boasted about his abilities despite being so new to the area. Kirby also recalled that Dutch skills in the operating room left much to be desired as Kirby put it. He could not weld a scalpel. Several of Dutch surgeries at Baylor resulted in severely manned patients. Kenneth Fennell, the first patient Dutch operated on at Baylor, was left with chronic pain after Dutch operated on the wrong part of his back. Due to the pain, Fennell later had a second operation by Dutch to relieve it and was left significantly paralyzed in his legs. Fennell required months of rehab to be able to walk with a cane and was left unable to walk for more than 30 feet or stand for more than a few minutes without having to sit down again. Lee Passmore, a Collin County medical investigator, experienced chronic pain and limited mobility after Dutch cut a ligament which was not normally touched during that particular procedure, misplaced hardware in his spine, placed a screw which kept the hardware in place in an incorrect location in his spine and struck the thread so it could not be removed. Even if Dutch had not stripped the threads, he placed the screw in a location that would have caused Passmore to bleed out if it had been removed. Vascular surgeon Mark Howe, who insisted with the, with the operation, later recalled that Dutch seemed oblivious to considerable bleeding. Howe became so disturbed by Dutch actions that at one point he physically restrained him. He later told Dutch to his face that he was dangerous. Dutch behavior led Hall to wonder about his sanity. Barry Morgoloff, the owner of a pool service company, was left with bone fragments in his spinal kennel after Dutch tried to pull a damaged disc out of his back with a grabbing tool. Dutch initially refused to give Morgoloff any pain medicine claiming Mogolov was a drug seeker. Mogolov eventually lost most of the function on his left side and required a wheelchair. Kirby assisted with the surgery and recalled Dutch continued making mistakes even after having the correct anatomy pointed out to him. Mogolov later recalled that he walked out on a follow-up visit when Dutch 
with Dutch when Dutch displayed clear signs of being inebriated. Jerry Summers, a longtime friend of Dutch, came to Plano to have two neck fused. During the operation, after Dutch botched the removal of the disc, Summers was rendered a quabolic. Dutch performed a second surgery and packed the space with a large amount of gel foam, constricting the spinal cord. Who worked on the surgery called that we called that Summers lost about 1,200 milliliters of blood, more than a fifth of his blood volume, and almost 24 times the typical amount of blood lost in a spinal fusion. The nurse and other staffers who took part and the surgery fully expected Summers to have revision surgery, but Dutch refused to do it. Summers later stated that he and Dutch had used cocaine the night before his surgery. Despite his passing a drug test, Baylor officials were concerned enough to force Dutch on leave pending a peer review. While Dutch was cleared to resume operating, while the review was underway, hospital officials asked him to limit himself to minor surgeries until it was complete. Summers admitted the cocaine claim was untrue and said he was upset that Dutch refused to check on him. Summers remained a crippled for the rest of his life. He died in 2021 of an affection related to complications from Dutch operation. Kelly Martin was undergoing a routine back operation when Dutch cut through her spinal cord and severed an artery. Dutch continued operating despite clear signs that Martin was losing massive amounts of blood. He refused to abort the surgery even after a trauma surgeon colleague and in warned him about the blood loss. He refused to acknowledge anything was wrong hindering the ICU team's effort to save her. When Martin awoke from anesthesia, she was screaming and clawing at her legs, forcing the ICU team to re-anonize her. Dutch also stayed out in the ICU waiting room writing notes rather than attending his patient, even after Martin went into cardiac arrest. Martin ultimately bled to death. Baylor officials found that Dutch failed to meet their standards of care and permanently revoked his surgical privileges. The hospital initiated another peer review, but Dutch resigned after rather than face certain termination to avoid the cost of fighting and possibly losing a wrongful termination suit. Hospital officials reached a deal with Dutch lawyers in which Dutch was allowed to resign in return for Baylor issuing a letter stating that there was no issues with him. Had Dutch been fired, Baylor would have been required to report him to the National Particular Data Bank, which is intended to flag problematic uh, doctors. Dutch moved to Dallas Medical Center in Farmers Branch, which he was granted temporary privileges until hospital officials could obtain his records from Baylor 
However, red flags surfaced early on as nurse rendered if Dutch was under the influence of drugs while on duty. For instance, he came to work wearing the same tattered scrubs for three days in a row. He lasted for less than a week before administrators pulled his privileges after the death of a patient, Fluella Brown, and the maiming of another, Mary Effort. Dutch has severed Brown's artery and refused to abort despite the massive blood loss. He then packed it with too much of a substance intended to stop the bleeding. She suffered a stroke as a result. Dutch did not respond to messages from the hospital for a few hours. Then the next day, scheduled an elective surgery on effort rather than care for Brown. Hospital officials were devastated when Dutch refused to delay Effort's surgery and asked him multiple times to care for Brown or transfer her out of his care. Dutch suggested drilling a hole in Brown's head to relieve the pressure but was refused permission. Not only was he not qualified for and held no privileges to perform brain surgery, but Dallas Medical did not have the proper equipment or personnel for such an operation. Brown was left in a coma for hours before Dutch finally came to her transfer. By this time, however, Brown was brain dead. While operating on effort, Dutch severed one of her nerve roots during spinal fusion surgery while operating on the wrong portion of her back, twisted a screw into another nerve left screw holes on the opposite side of her spine, failed to remove the disc he was supposed to remove and left surgical hardware in her muscle tissue so loose that it moved when touched. Despite several warnings from his colleagues that he was not doing the surgery correctly and was attempting to put the screws into muscle rather than bone, Dutch proceeded. Effort was left paralyzed. She later recalled waking up feeling pain, a 10 plus on a scale of 1 to 10. Several people who were in the operating room for effort surgery suspected that Dutch might have been intoxicated, recalling that his pupils were dilated. Longtime spine surgeon Robert Henderson performed the savage surgery on effort. When Henderson saw the imaging from Dutch surgery, he was certain that there would be legal action and had the salvage surgery recorded. He likened what he found when he opened effort up for up to the results of a child playing with tinker toys or an erector set. Henderson described Dutch surgery as an assault and concluded that effort would have been bedridden had the salvage surgery had not been performed. After leaving Dallas Medical Center, Dutch received privileges at South Hampton Community Hospital in Dallas and also took a job in an outpatient clinic named Legacy Surgery Center in Frisco. While there, he damaged patient Jeff, Ken- Je- Jeff Cheney's spinal cord, leaving him without filling on the right side of his body. He damaged patient Philip Mayfield's spinal cord, drilling, it to, drilling into it and leaving him partially paralyzed. 
from the neck down. After undergoing physical rehabilitation, Mayfield was able to walk with a cane, but continued to experience paralysis on the right side of his body and in his left arm. He also reported shooting pains throughout his body. Mayfield died of COVID-19 in February 2021, according to his wife. He had been vulnerable to the virus due to complications caused by Dutch butch surgeries. While attempting to remove degenerated disc and martial tech muse back, Dutch left surgical hardware floating between the spine and the muscle tissue. Moose woke up in considerable pain, but Dutch convinced him it was normal. He then prescribed Moose to so much medicine that a pharmacist refused to fill the prescription. Muse found out that it was the Percocet that Dutch had uh, prescribed. He spiraled into opioid addiction that cost his wife and his job. He later recalled that he had read about Martin's death on the day before the surgery, but Dutch cursed him out when he called to ask about it. While operating on Jacqueline Troy, Dutch cut one of her vocal cords and an artery and also damaged her trachea. Troy was left barely able to speak above a whisper, had to be sedated for weeks and had to be fed through a feeding tube for some time as food was getting into her lungs. Despite this, Dutch was retained by Southampton when new owners bought it and renamed it University General Hospital. When Dutch applied for privileges at Methodist Hospital in Dallas, the hospital carried the MPDP. Soon afterward, he severely named Jeff Gladwell at the mistaken part of his neck muscle for a tumor during a routine fusion, severing one of his vocal cords, cutting a hole and slicing an artery. Dutch stuffed in a surgical sponge in Gladwell's throat to stance the bleeding. However, he closed Gladwell with the sponge in place, despite others in the operating room warning him about it. The sponge triggered a severe blood bone infection that caused Gladwell to become spectic. When others discovered the sponge, Dutch refused to return to help to remove it. After several days, Kirby was brought in to repair the damage and later described what he found after opening Glidwell back up as the work of a crazed maniac. He later told Glidwell that it was clear Dutch had tried to kill him. Glid was left with only one vocal cord, permanent damage, and partial perilous on his left side. Kirby claimed that it looked as if Dutch had tried to decapitate Glidwell and contended that such a botched surgery has not happened in the United States of America before. Glidwell was reportedly still suffering the ill effects of Dutch operations years later and has undergone more than 50 procedures to correct the damage. At one point, he was only able to eat small bites of food at a time. He proved to be Dutch's last surgery. University 
general pushed him out soon afterward. Kirby wrote a detailed complaint to the Texas Medical Board, calling Dutch a sociopath and who was a clear and present danger to the citizens of Texas. Under heavy lobbying from Kirby and Henderson, the Texas Medical Board suspended Dutch's license on June 26, 2013. The lead investigator on the case later revealed that she wanted Dutch's license suspended while the 10-month probe was underway, but board attorney were not willing to go along. Board Chairman Iron later said that the complications in neurosurgery were more common than most laymen believe, and it took until June 2013 to find a pattern of patient injury required to justify suspending Dutch's license. In March 2014, three former patients of Dutch, Mary, Kenneth, and Lee, filed separate federal lawsuits against Baylor, alleging the hospital allowed Dutch to perform surgeries despite knowing that he was a dangerous doctor. Texas Attorney General and current Governor Greg Abbott filed a motion to intervene in the suits to defend Baylor, citing the Texas 2003 statute that placed a medical malpractice cap of $250,000 and removed the term gross negligence from the definition of legal malice. The suit alleged that Baylor made an average net profit of $65,000 on every surgery performed by Dutch. Henderson and Kirby feared that Dutch could have elsewhere and still get a medical license. Convinced that he was a clear and present danger to the public, they urged Dallas County District Attorney's Office to pursue criminal charges. In July 2015, approximately a year later and a half after his license was revoked, Dutch was arrested in Dallas and charged with six felony accounts of aggravated assault with a daily weapon, five counts of aggravated assault causing serious bodily injury, and one count of injury to an elderly person. The indictments were made four months before the statute of limitations were to run out. Dutch is housed at the OB Ellis unit outside Huntsville. He is not eligible for parole until 2045 when he will be 74 years old. The conviction of Dutch has been called a pessimist settling case as it is believed to be the first time that a doctor has been convicted on criminal charges for actions in the course of their medical work. The Dallas County District Attorney's Office called it a hysteric case which was with respect to pursuing a doctor who had done wrong during surgery. In popular culture, Rundry Media launched an 10 episode series called Dr. Death focusing on Dutch. Uh, Dr. Death, a TV miniseries based on the actual facts began streaming on Peacock on July 15, 2021. 
It stars Joshua Jackson as Dunch, Alec Baldwin as Dr. Robert Henderson, Kristen Slayer as Rendell Kirby. A follow-up Dr. series, Dr. Duff, The Undoctored Story, was later released on Peacock on July 29, 2021, featuring interviews with some of Dutch's patients and colleagues as well as with Henderson Kirby. In 2019, Dutch was the focus of the premiere episode of License to Kill, Oxygen series on criminal medical professionals. In 2021, he was profiled on CNBC's American Greek. And that is the end of today's episode of True Crime and Horror. Until next time, turn lights out. You feel the chills down your bone. I'm your host, Pinson Lee Lewis. Hi, this is Pinson Lee Lewis. You might remember me from my last podcast, Time to Speak Your Mind. I started this podcast because I wanted to focus on what I really love, horror and true crime stories. I will bring you some juicy true crime story every Saturday and horror stories every Wednesday. I will cover true crime stories started from the Madog murders all the way down to murder on the Middle Beach. Can't wait to start this goosebumps, chills down the spine journey with you.